Welcome to Season 3 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the third episode in a series on major threats to good strategy. Last time, I suggested that you should take the best practices of your industry or field seriously but you should nevertheless evaluate their effectiveness for your organization in particular, just as you would evaluate whether an employee is still performing at the level you need. Today, I'd like to talk with you about why growth might be a threat to your strategy. Americans especially tend to believe that growth is good, the faster the better, and there must be something wrong with organizations that aren't growing. I struggle with this prejudice, even though I don't believe it. This is true even in the philanthropic world. Charity rating services penalize nonprofits that don't show consistent growth in their program budget. And it's common for donors to express doubts about nonprofits that don't regularly add something new. The problem with this point of view is that it equates growth with value. It substitutes a question that's easier to answer whether your income is bigger this year, or a question that's harder to answer, whether your organization is better. Growth as a measure of progress doesn't tell you what it costs to achieve that growth. Of course, if growth costs more than it returns to the organization, you've lost money or damaged your operations in some other way. But even if your growth is profitable, in the sense that you finish with more than you started with, it may still not have been worth it. Michael Porter has observed that the economies of scale that can potentially come from growth can be exaggerated. Once a business reaches about 10% of its market, it generally doesn't achieve further gains simply by getting bigger. Beyond this, it's a mistake to judge your decisions only by their direct results. You need to judge decisions also by what you might have done instead with the same resources. In other words, what opportunities did those decisions require you to give up? How do you know they weren't better opportunities? The term growth is like the term leader. Its meaning is far less obvious than we may think. The type of growth your organization experiences is more important than the fact that it grew. For instance, the pressure to grow, whether it comes from investors, donors, rating services, or from you yourself, is often really pressure for rapid or short-term growth. But if an organization has a sound strategy, whether it's a nonprofit or a commercial business, most of the value the organization could create will necessarily be in the future. Carelessly giving in to demands for growth leads organizations to add initiatives they can't sustain, neglect the fit between their activities, and undermine their uniqueness in an attempt to copy organizations that appear more successful. 
Good strategies take time to develop and produce results. Abandoning your strategy in the short term is the opposite of what long-term growth requires. The question isn't whether you're bigger this year than last year, but whether you're stronger. And strength isn't only a matter of quantitative measures in the present. You have to ask qualitative questions about your organization's future as well. My suggestion for today is, ask whether your organization distinguishes between growth and strength. How carefully does it consider the opportunity cost of adding new products, services, or programs? Contemporary marketing and communications emphasizes the importance of telling stories. It's true that, in general, we respond more powerfully to stories than to abstract concepts. But it's also true that stories can lead us astray, especially the ones we tell ourselves. And this will be my topic next time. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.